Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Okay, so now we're, oh no Oh no, yeah. I, can't, I can't find quick time Hold on, hold on, hold on I can't find quick time Oh my god, it's totally doing this, you know I haven't got quick time loaded Sorry Oh, some people stand in the darkness JT, can you make that the opening to the podcast? Welcome to the Wolf and Owl this Sunday morning. It's 10.14. I know that doesn't mean anything to you because it will be out on a Wednesday, but it's 10.14 on a Sunday morning. Uh, I haven't had breakfast yet. You haven't had breakfast yet? No. Oh, man, you're coming dry. Have you had a coffee? Nope. Wow, so you had no coffee, no breakfast. What have you got got inside you? I've had uh, a pint of water. Wow, this guy. This, this this bodes badly, doesn't it? I'm undernourished for this, man. I can feel my chat is going to be dry as shit. And actually, as we're about to log on, I thought I've got nothing to say to this man. Um, what? So, <laughs> you know, every week we click record and we go, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I think this might be the first one where it's just no- nothing actually does happen. Wow. Jesus. I say first one. It's, it's I really am bigging up the previous episodes. but Wow. It's, you know what's really good? Yeah. Is... If we were in the trenches of World War Two and you were standing next to me, yeah, and everyone else is kind of buoyant by it, and I look at you and go, "You fancy us here?" and you go, mm, "Not really, mate." If I'm honest with you, I've got bigger guns. I seem more up for it. You'd actually mm. be soul destroying just going over the top. I, I often, I often wonder if um, they do the opposite of you know, like the Purple Heart. Yeah. If there's like a yellow one for like people like me who just like he died so easily. <laughs> Yeah, just a, just a, a little bit of sort of will. You know what they should call that medal? The rotten, the rotten guff. <laughs> That'd be an awful thing, isn't and it? Then, and then eventually, because I was awarded like seven posthumously, I, it would be called the Ramesh after that. <laughs> isn't that just, like... just people, just people forever in wars, just going. Whatever happens today, I do not want to get a Ramesh. Let's go. Isn't it like the worst thing in the world that people would be sitting there, right? You know, like when you watch like war films and sort of like, I'm, for some reason, put an American accent on, when people turn up and go, um, "Yo, Mrs. Cohart, you know, your husband died out there, but he died a brave fight. He put up the fight of his life, and you can be proud, and this nation can be proud of him. It's just a sad thing to think of someone knocking at the door and going, your husband died out there. Oh, God. What? Did he put up a fight? Not really. He, uh, <laughs> I mean, he left his gun behind. <laughs> Actually, we yeah. so am I. So, so did I design battle for the American military? Is that what you're saying? 
You could have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you went yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He asked, me, he asked me to pass on his father's pocket watch, but we don't think he did enough to deserve it, so we're going to keep it. As a reminder to all future recruits Actually, of how such, not to conduct yourselves. He had such a negative impact upon the rest of the troop, we're actually going to besmudge his name completely from the history of this great nation. I don't know why you're fighting in America. I'd like that idea. Yeah, And just so you know, you're not welcome on any military grounds either. <laughs> Because obviously, you know, you married him, so that shows a lack of character on your part. Um, you could, you know, I'll leave it up to you to decide whether I've done the British accent for accuracy or because I can't do an American accent. You know, that's totally- but do, you, do you feel like, do you think it's because you haven't had anything to eat? Is that why you've come in quite forlorn? I, you never strike me as a guy who needs a big, big, big bit of munch to sort of like have the gusto to come into this thing. What did you no, have? For your, I don't. What did I you don't. have for your tea last night? So Lisa's away with Theo for the weekend. So I'm with, uh, I'm in sole custody. Oh, hello. There's a glimpse into the future. I've got sole custody of uh, Alex and Charlie for the weekend. So yesterday I, oh my God, mate. So Charlie, Charlie's got, Charlie had football training yesterday, right? And I said to, I've never dropped Charlie off at football training. So, well, I have dropped him off. That's a lie. I have dropped him off, but with Lisa, I've never done it on my own. Yeah. And I've never picked up. And I, I was very nervous about being that parent that... Uh, welcome to Parenting Hell, by the way. Uh, I was very nervous about being that uh, that parent that... Um, can't believe I've given them a plug as if they need it. Anyway, I, I can't... I didn't want to be that um, that dad who sort of looks like he's sort of bewildered and lost or whatever. So I said to Lisa, I want to get this, like, fucking down. Can you tell me wow. exactly... I almost asked her to do a video. You've got to pull up at this school and then walk around to the field. I said to her where's the field i don't want to be wandering around she goes it's totally crystal clear don't worry pull up at the school park up go around to the left that's where you'll find charlie right to pick him up from training right so i'm nervous 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 uh drive up to the school see the sign for the school turn right drive up and i think god is is there a gate coming across here then i realize it's a fence and then about I, I would say two thirds into the journey i realize i've driven up the pedestrian path into the school oh my god <laughs> And what I love is you come into this fucking podcast saying you haven't got any fucking stories, and then you fucking knock a banger out. So I, I, I'm sort of halfway, and I'm thinking, shit, I, I should really reverse it. But it just narrowed so quick. Like, it narrowed so much that I thought we might be in a situation you know here what, where I well? just get... You know what, as yeah. well? People are watching that thinking, look at that prick. He thinks he's so fucking cool. He can just drive up the fucking pedestrian. Mate, it was so embarrassing. So I just thought I've just got to like continue and hope nobody see me. I carry on driving, clip a bin with my wing mirror, right? Pull into the car park, get out, just get heckled as soon as I get out of the car by the other parents. Hello, mate, took the wrong turn there, didn't you? Oh. That was. Uh, was did it, you not was see it jovial the sign banter, the... or was it more like, "Oh, this guy"? Do you know what the thing was? It was jovial banter. The problem is, I'm so fucking wounded and embarrassed that any banter at that stage doesn't feel jovial. It was totally. Well, it just feels like this is exactly what I didn't want to happen. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. it's the opposite of what I wanted to happen. Uh, so anyway, that was hugely embarrassing. Every, I'm just listening to like, just loads of. Sorry, the kids are playing um, Minecraft. I had no idea how violent Minecraft is. It's not violent, but the way, when they play it, it's like they're in combat. Anyway, uh, so I pick up Charlie. Um, Does, Charlie know? Does Charlie know the SP? Because usually it's Theo you embarrass yourself in front of. But 
But yeah, well, Charlie didn't see me drive at the pedestrian no, path. I, I told him the story as we were walking out, and he didn't really care. Why would an eight-year-old... This is what I love about it. Charlie. With Theo, because he's at that age where Theo would have been embarrassed. Charlie's at that age yeah. where he's just happy to see his dad there. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was just like, he didn't, he didn't care. Yeah. So then um, I had to go pick up Alex, because he's got, like, theatre group or whatever. So go pick him up. I go to the wrong spot to wait for him. Wow. And Charlie, Ch- Charlie, the absolute legend that he is, waits 30 seconds before he goes, you do know this isn't where they come out. And I go, okay. So <laughs> what walked... right, is your son who's yeah. eight. He's sitting there thinking he's had an absolute fucking ricker here. He's pulled up the wrong road to pick me up, which is embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for him, but I've got to take, I've got to shoulder that so eight I years old. I, I, I wish I had driven up the wrong road. I drove up a path. Well, you drove up a path. So he's thinking, because... He's got such a good heart. He's sitting there thinking, oh, how do I break it to him? We're waiting in the wrong place without absolutely crushing him. And, you know, I know. Kudos to the kid, man. So what did you, you have to you, you got, you got, You've got to question your level of parenting where your kid's worried about your self-esteem <laughs> at eight. Anyway, the boys wanted chicken nuggets. Right? I've told them they're having a double... Lisa's away, so they're having a double McDonald's weekend. Right? Never, wow. never happens. Wow, wow. Well, best best kind of weekend. Both right? days. Yeah. So we go to McDonald's and um, we go and order the food. I, I don't I don't like, I know you're a McDonald's fan. I don't like the experience of McDonald's, man. Did I, you go in or did like, you go outside? I mean, we've talked about Went this. in, went we in. Went. And you know, like the, the screen, yeah. like the ordering yeah, off the yeah. screen. I did, by the way, that's an incredible innovation, by the way. I do like that. Uh, I just don't like being in McDonald's. There you go. I've said it. I, just, wow. I don't like, yeah, I don't like it. It's, it was so crowded. It was so hot. So noisy, I just found it incredibly stressful. Does that, not and maybe you, I, does that not give you throwbacks when you were a youth? And it's like that was like the, the adrenaline that just bounced off the walls. Yeah, but McDonald's, there. mate, when I was a kid, McDonald's felt so much more spacious. Maybe it feels spacious to my kids, and I'm just an adult because I'm bigger. But it feels like I feel claustrophobic with McDonald's now. Whereas you, I you used to also feel like, they've, they've pushed the, yeah, those screens are great. Like, let me just say, by the way, those screens, you go, oh, yeah, they're great, they're great innovation. I know those screens are fucking toxic and I think they'll be the end of the earth. I genuinely, okay. I think all, right. So it's weird, it, like, it's weird to come in so militant. I first mentioned the screens and you had no comment. And now you're saying they're the end of existence. So you know what it is, right? Is what fucking grinds my gears is it's the end of fucking customer service. It's the end of like a handshake and a smile and enjoy your meal. It's gone now. Why? Why should people that work at McDonald's have to offer anything approaching customer service for the amount of money you're paying for that food? Because I I, I I think think no, 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 no. I I, think I'm all in favour of minimising their workload. Minimising, but they're not going to have a workload soon because soon robots are going to be making burgers, mate. Okay, I I don't I don't think that's in our immediate future. Do you? If I'd told you five years ago and going, oh, when you go to McDonald's, you won't even have to talk to anyone, you just press your order in a screen, you'd have turned around and gone, oh, fuck it, oh, mate, that's mental. That's not going to happen. Five years later, it happens. I'm telling you now, no, mate. I mean, the massive question, that the, the massive the massive assumption that that's something you would have predicted five years ago. By the way, I, I, you set yourself there as the as the prophet. No, I'm and just... I'm, and I'm the disbeliever. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. I'm saying to you now... Neither, neither of us would have believed it. Right, yeah. let me tell you now, right? I'm going to fucking throw something right. at you. Five years' time, right? Charlie and Alex. Charlie's, what, 13 now, right? You bowl into, you, you have a little swag into McDonald's, right? Yeah. You press yeah. the screen, you order your food, and Charlie goes, Dad, you seen this? And you look around, there's robot. There's like one guy pressing buttons, like a mad scientist, and robots are making the burgers. 
and you'll just a little tear will run down your face and go, fucking hell, he was right. He was fucking right. That that's happening. That's in five years. Yeah, I reckon five to seven years. Mm, okay. Well, well, I mean, that, if that happens, that happens, doesn't it? I mean, what what, what, what are you saying is, is like, look, we need to be really, really careful. Case in point, right? I think people don't care as much about customer service as they used. To. I went into a shop this week to buy some uh, baseball caps. Are you going to name the shop? Yeah, you I will name actually. I'll oh, we'll go to yeah, it. Go it, it was called Lids. It's in Covent Garden. I know Lids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I say so the customer happens? service in there was? Almost offensive how bad it was. Okay. It was it terrible. I go in there, right? And I'm like, look, I love a fitted baseball cap. Beautiful. I think it's a thing of beauty. I think someone's sitting there, the ingenuity of making a fitted cap, right? Yeah. Is but, that a little 12-year-old Bengali kid stitching <laughs> that together? It's, it's something to marvel at. Yeah. Anyway, go on. <laughs> right. I go in there, I'm like, oh, um... I've got so, a, a whole array of different caps from all around the globe, right? Different kinds, different brands, different teams, yeah. right? It's yeah. actually quite, it, you walk in, you go, it actually knocks you back a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, they're not from all over the world. They're from one factory in a developing country. But go on. <laughs> you go in and you're like, yo, um, hey, uh, what's, what, uh, have you got any in like seven and three quarters or have you got any in eights? Number one. Nice. Right? I'm seven and five eights, by the way. Right. Yeah. If anybody's thinking about yeah. buying me a hat. I'd love to have bought you a hat. The thing is, what I'm yeah. not doing is fucking spending 45 to fucking minutes to an hour going through all these hats myself. I'm like, what have you got? Is there not a database that you can go, oh, you, we've got an eight in this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. So hold on. What, so what, what did you have to do then? So right, you've no, got I a had to go size. through all the hats on my own. Literally going through every, like, literally every, and of course the eights and the seven, because they're the big hats, they're at the back. Yeah. Well, these two guys just sort of talked about, one of them genuinely, right? I went, oh, do you know if you, what eights you've got in any hats? And he went, you just got to go through them, mate. I went, there's probably Did he say it in that tone? Or yeah, 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 that yeah. And he looked it. genuinely like I walked in and said, oh, fuck, you know, I'd, I'd offended his family in some way, right? So then I was like, just, is there any, a database here that you could sort of like loosely say, oh, we might have eights in this one, this one, this one. He was just like, you just got to look through them. Right? So I'm then standing there. I look like I'm now working in a shop because I'm pulling them all out neatly. I'm trying to sort of like keep that. And he starts teaching his friend a dance move that he's learned. And they, like genuinely, I, I stood there and I got a little look at myself and thought, you're an f- absolute joke, Tom. Like this is... This Why? Is, because I'm Why standing, I, at one point, I had seven hats in one arm, and I'm ruffling through the rest. With, like, with my left arm, I was just holding hats. My right arm's then going through other hats, and then I'm trying to put them back all neatly. Why did you try and put them back and all neatly? I thought, neatly? what am I doing? Why did you put them back on? Because I'm a, I don't know. I just thought, like, someone's got to take care of this shop. No one else is. Mm. And then, yeah. at the end, I, I felt like saying something, I felt like, but I didn't. I felt like saying, look, you know what? I feel How many hats did you buy? Three. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Do you do you begin to understand why they might not be changing their customer service? Well, of because course, but they're oper- they're operating like that, and you've gone in, done all the work for them, tidied up after yourself, and bought free hats. What is the incentive for them? Well, what to do am I supposed to do? Not buy. I want the hats. So, like, what am I supposed to do? Just like not buy anything? Yeah, correct. That is what you're supposed to do. If you go somewhere, what you are supposed to do? Look. look I'm, by the way, I'm talking like that. So this is what I would have done. I'm, I'm just telling you what you're supposed to do. This is how customer service gets improved, right? You don't buy anything, and then you complain afterwards. Yeah, can I just and say if, yeah, ev- but- if, ev- if, ev- if everybody does that, they'll start to notice that. I'm just telling you, the money will, the income will drop down, and then they'll go. We need to look at what's because going on. You know what? We're of an age now, me and you, right? We're of an age now, Rom, where mm. 
we are those sad fucking... We, I would, we'd be those sad twats. If I was to turn around to him and go, excuse me, uh, I was actually going to spend quite a considerable amount of money on baseball caps. Number one, that's not a cool thing to say when you're 43 anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember my advice being become a bell end. <laughs> all I said was you leave without buying anything. No, yeah, right you don't have to. Do, you don't have to go fucking pretty woman about it. Go to another shop, come back with a carrier bag full of hats. Do you remember? You, do you remember I was in a lot looking for the hats myself earlier. Big mistake. Huge. I'm not suggesting you do that. No, but what you because otherwise I'd say I didn't really want a hat. You've got to make a. You have to turn around and say something. I was actually in the market for a few hats today. And you need to phone your manager and say oh, we've lost out on that money. No, no, you go, you leave. You don't have to. You don't have to have that confrontation. You don't have to be that person. You just message him later, email. Oh my! So God. I went into your Covent Garden, bro. What? That's a coward. Sorry, am I talking to somebody that didn't do a fucking email to a restaurant going? Normally, I would say it's a very special experience. Today was anything but. Am I? Am I not talking to that guy? And now you're getting all fucking on your. <laughs> On your high horse about it, about sending an email of complaint. No, but I'm saying... This is, a, this is the guy that engaged in an online argument with Leon. Yeah? This guy. Yeah, but maybe I'm trying to change the air of my ways. The guy that led to us getting a corporate letter from a hair receding company. That guy. Are we talking about that guy? Yeah? Is that, is that who I'm talking to now? Have you had some sort of epiphany that I didn't know about? No. When they're I complaining, is beneath you. I just thought, look, what I need to do is someone needs to talk to these young bucks and just say to right. them, listen, you know, there's pride in, there's nothing wrong in being like, you know, saying, you know, like being attentive. I'll tell you what, right? I genuinely, it's nothing better than walking in, in a shop and, and feeling so, I'll, I'll shout at someone actually, because I don't want to make this negative. When a Hugo bus the other day, mm. by a tracksuit, shout out him, man. No, just shout him, man. What an yeah. amazing guy. Couldn't have been yeah. any more helpful. Couldn't have been any yeah. more lovely. Yeah. Like, literally, was just... like. If, actually, you know what? I wish I'd recorded the whole thing by phone and showed him customer service and put that up. And put go, that, this put is that the legacy. Stories. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> just rubbing your hands as people know that you're shopping Hugo Boss. Absolutely smush that. <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world including 75% of the Fortune 500 trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com Atlassian
There is a, there is a, by the way, I'm obviously deliberately being a prick, but there is a, a thin line, isn't there? Because like when I used, I used to work at Sunglass Hut, yeah, and they were like, you've got to greet the customer within 30 seconds, you've got to go up to them within like a minute or whatever and say, what can I get you and blah, blah, blah. There have been occasions where I've been forced out of a shop by the customer, by by positive customer service. Do you know what I mean, we're like, you just want to have a potter around. The, the perfect, the perfect one is you sort of get left on your own, yeah. but then they're incredibly attentive as soon as you signal that you need help, right? Yeah. That's that's the ideal blend, right? Yeah, that's a that's a. But you know what? I'd love to go. I'd love to me and you basically be able to go into like a big big store and go look. This is how we think customer service should work. And then that's just played out against Well, I'd, I, I'd say, listen, it's a fickle industry. That might well be in our future. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wolf are now corporate tools, doing assem- school assemblies to kids about how to be polite, how to wipe your asses, And then the, the, the big money gigs come from telling people how to do customer service. This is, like, this is what you do at a fast food place. Uh, Romish, you be the customer. All right, um, okay. Uh, so uh, I'll come in, right? And I've got my eye on this nice pair of cowboy boots. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult one, though. I, I don't know what level of customer service. And what I would say, but how the way, how this all started, McDonald's, I just don't, I just think McDonald's is such a tough place to work in. I, I worked in KFC for years. I think anything that makes their jobs easier is ideal. And what I would say is in the Crawley McDonald's that I went to yesterday, the guy, I, so I ordered the food and then I waited for the, you know, they got the Argos star collection. For yeah. He called out my number. I went up to get my food and he said, there you go, mate. What sauces do you want? Told him and he goes, hope you enjoy it. Have a great day. Wow. Well, shout out, shout out. Did you get both times? Did you eat in both times with the boys? No, brought it home. The boys requested to bring it home. Oh. So we came home. And anyway, this is the whole point of the story. I had a, a McPlant burger, yeah. which if you'd have told me they were making it look as little like the picture as they possibly could as a prank, if I, I would have believed you. Are, you still, mean, are was, you still just getting one of those or are you putting two in? No, you told me to get two. I just got one. You know what you can do there, by the way, is just say to them, yo, throw an extra patty in that, please. What? Where, what? What? Where's the option on the machine to do that? I think there should be an option. If not, just like have like like three quid or something in your hand. Yeah. And just say to the guy, look, I've just made an order. Here's where I say, here's three quid. Can you throw another patty mm. in, please? Yeah, maybe I should do that. I want them to make a vegan Big Mac, please. Mate, that, can I, somebody I, make? Can somebody make a vegan Big Mac? It doesn't have to be McDonald's. I made chicken burgers last night. Right. I realised I hate cooking with raw meat. Really? Like mince. And oh, you make from scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made it with mints? Chicken mints. Yeah. No, I know that. But what I mean is like, so this is a minced, this is like a, chi- a minced chicken. I thought you were like, you'd battered a fillet or something like that. No, no, no. No, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hit, live that healthy life at the moment. So, so you're mincing the chicken instead of having it as a so whole breast? Chicken, yeah, yeah. No, I just didn't want like, because to make it a chicken, otherwise it's the breast of chicken in a bun, right? Yeah. So I made the chicken burgers. Right. But what I realised is actually having to do that is like I have some such close... I've got serious OCD, by the way, as well. Catherine, I mean, and an argument I wouldn't say, but Catherine, I then literally... So I made these burgers that took yeah. ages to cook because I, I get a real OCD about chicken not being cooked properly. Mm. So, and then... I wouldn't I, say that. I would describe that as a, as a healthy fear of food poisoning. Yeah. I yeah. then, Ron, spent, I reckon, about... 45 minutes to an hour afterwards cleaning our kitchen like a crime had been committed there 
Mm. I didn't want any raw meat on the floor because Grace is now crawling. I was worried about being on the kitchen floor, so I'm cleaning the floor. I'm cleaning the sides. Yeah, I'm I mean, it raises some questions about how you cook. But <laughs> no, did, you, did want... you form? Did you form the patty sort of sat cross-legged on the ground? <laughs> like a hippie. <laughs> Fuck um, He's got the whole world playing in the background. Um, how were the How were the burgers? They were pretty banging. I've got to say, they were pretty banging. Mm. I'm trying well, to. Cut... McPla- I didn't like my McPlant very much. Yeah. L- look, look, I like the McPlant. I support the McPlant. I'm glad the McPlant exists. I, I, I and I don't want McDonald's to think that I don't like the McPlant. I do like the McPlant. What I'm saying is, I didn't like this McPlant. Do you and know what it is as well? Is like you went at a busy time. I bet yeah. every burger they said like you. Charlie and Alex aren't stupid. They've ordered chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets, right, yeah, are always going to be banging. Nuggets. They're, they're they pretty much, you, they're, you can't, if they'd ordered like a McFillet or a chicken McSandwich or Big Mac, the Big Mac would have been slung together. And this is nothing mm. wrong with those, anyone working at McDonald's. When they're up against it, mate, they're up against it and they've got a graft and they've got to just get that food out. That's mm. why the, with, with the robots, I think they're going to be more precise sure. when they're doing it. So, so you actually support the robots now? No, I don't support them at all. I'm terrified of them coming in. I like the fact it's a lottery. Sometimes you get a... Because I'm someone I love at McDonald's. When you get that burger, and it might only happen twice a year, but when you get a burger and it looks like the picture, you feel like walking back in and just saying, excuse me, thank you. Have you seen those videos where people walk back into restaurants and they go, who made this burger? No. Who made, I want to know, who made this burger? And then somebody goes, I made the burger. goes, great job! And oh, then they sort of... That, I might start doing something like that. Yeah, I'd you love know, you. Do you know what? That's so in your locker, I can't even... That believe. is what I love. No, but I love giving, I love giving positive feedback. Mm. It's one of my favourite things. Yeah. I give negative sometimes, but when I give positive, it makes me feel better. Yeah, you offer, you, well, the good thing about you, though, is you give your negative masquerading as positive, which I like. Which, uh, I've got used to in this relationship. <laughs> Um, anyway, the McPlant and fries, which I had, it kind of put me off eating for the day. I'm going to be well, honest. So what, you because, didn't eat because, anything else? Because I, I haven't had McDonald's for a long time, and I was sort of looking forward to it, and it just wasn't that great. What? So um, I just felt like, you know, like when you get a sh- I felt like I'd got a shit Christmas present. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So then I just had a sandwich for dinner. I just thought, you don't, eating's overrated. Wow. And, yeah, sandwich yeah. for dinner? I sort of like it was. I don't know who Can I was. I just asked something. Had Charlie, and Alex that... to, had Charlie and Alex gone to bed at this time? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, I don't know who I'm protesting. I don't know who's learning a lesson from that. I don't know if McDonald's are thinking to themselves, "Oh God, Romish had a sandwich for dinner as a result of what we've done." I, mean, I, I don't know who I'm. The what only did... person I seem to be punishing is myself. In what did scenario, the boys have for tea? I think they had waffles and uh, fish fingers or something. Just so much nutritional food. <laughs> Waffles and fish fingers. Well, Charlie will eat anything. Like, he started yeah. eating curries. Oh, nice. Um, he's quite adventurous, do you know what I mean? Whereas Alex is a bit more like, you have to sort of give him what... He, he eats like five things. Yeah. And, 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 you know, when people go... People often like to step in, don't they, and tell you what they think. Like, often relatives yeah, and yeah. close friends will go, just give him that. Just give him that. You know, you're, you're, you're letting him run your life there. Give him that. And you go, well, the, the idea that a kid will eventually eat it if you put that in front of him is just not true. Oh, that's, that's, we're having it's it now such Grace. bullshit. Grace is, it's such bullshit. Grace is like nearly 11 months and you sort of having things, such stuff. If she didn't like something, she's not having it. Yeah. Like, yeah. We give we've, like, we've done it where we've waited like an hour, like an hour, hour yeah. and a half, and it's just like, I'm, not, I'm just not going to eat. It's 
Like if I'm honest, she like you try and spoon feed her. She works. She she wants to do everything herself. So you try and yeah. like, but then this stuff she she just she'll just turn her nose up. She's not having. She mm. had hummus for the first time yesterday, which was pretty cute. Did she like it? She loved it. Yeah, she was wolfing down the hummus. When we took uh, when we took Theo to, I think it's like one of those Italian chains. I can't remember which one it was. And he was sat in his high chair. I don't know if you've had this with Grace yet, but like I couldn't believe where he managed to get pastures. I I couldn't. Oh, I was like good, embarrassed, yeah. man. I, I yeah. was in, even though it was like a high. I just thought, even for a kid of his age, I can't believe where this has got to. Oh yeah, you know it's I mean, insane. it's like we had to give like people at nearby tables ponchos, like they're in the front row at SeaWorld. <laughs> it, honestly, man, it was crazy. I took a photo afterwards. Like, I think they might have to like redo this room after we leave, man. <laughs> I had to. I, had to, I was like, I don't know what tip you give for ruining the corner of the restaurant. Do you know what I mean? It was, <laughs> So embarrassing, man. And then obviously the staff were like sound. They were like, don't worry, don't worry. And he's like, I am going to worry. I'm going to worry for weeks about this. I, we're never coming back, just so you know. We can't. <laughs> what was it? Bella Italia or somewhere? Something like that, yeah. Prezzo or something? I can't remember. Oh, Prezzo. Big things. Yeah. yeah. Big things. But um, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I've got to say, I'm doing this whole episode, by the way, wishing I'd put a pebble in beforehand. Oh, well, what happened? What did you eat last night? Hold on, you're a chicken bird. No, no, no. I'm talking about I've got two day cut Ringston. Two day? Yeah. Well, go on, where'd you go? Nepalese? I've got obsessed with this Nepalese place. Mm. And I just, like, I've been getting this really nice sort of mango chicken dish, which has got a little sweetness to it, which is, which yeah, is nice. Sounds, oh, that sounds fiery hot. No wonder you needed a pebble. <laughs> mango chicken. You suck, you prick. <laughs> So, so I thought that's like, I, is that that's like one step up from foul, that isn't it? Mango chicken. <laughs> so, so I, I thought let, let's just take it up a notch. Well, oh, the, okay, fine. Sorry, so, I'm so yeah. Sorry. So I went through one of their uh, their special speciality dishes mm. that they do at this place, and um, passion fruit lamb. <laughs> there's no coconut no mango anything like that near this this yeah. thing yeah. I, I took yeah, keep, I, keep, listen I'm going hardcore keep the raisins out of this one <laughs> I took her at the cafe and she had a little taste of it she was like That's, it was far too hot what was but it sir what was it I'll have to find the name of it is it a Dansack is it a Jalfrezi <laughs> is it a Vindaloo let me just get Just Eat out yeah go into Just Eat and look up Michelin star Nepalese no, you're joking, is you? Cool. Well, here we go. So, this thing was... I'll tell you what I'm obsessed with by is aloo chops. Aloo chops? Yeah, the potato cakes. Oh, they're amazing. You've not had them before? I think I have, yeah. Um, so, it was a shazlik, shazlik. Yeah. So, it was a chicken shazlik, which is pretty hot, man. I've got to say. Uh, and how much did you enjoy it? Like, would you have it oh, again? I loved it. It was incredible. But we, we went to the farm yesterday... Um, yeah. to Grace to a petting farm and there was a little bit of grief there if I'm honest with you I felt a little bit Don't like oh this is a little bit it. well yeah I mean let me say by the way if you're I don't want to be too vulgar here but if you're suffering like I was suffering yesterday and then you're surrounded by animals living in their own shit you actually mm. almost I was looking at the pigs and the you, cows you envied them didn't you yeah envied them I was like you know mm. what right now that would I'd, I'd make a deal that I could live like that and also whenever you I mean you've been doing it you've been in a parenting game longer than me Whenever you go to anywhere that's outside, like a fucking 
play park or whatever, you know, fucking, even like when you go to like soft play, yeah, the toilets are just not realistic for a grown man, are they? No. Yeah. Awful. If you've got a drop of juice, it's fucking, it's not a good look. I, I um, have had an ongoing fear throughout my life of shitting anywhere that isn't my own sort of home toilet. Right? Really? Yeah. Like it's a thing that I've had for a long time. And now... I'm in a position where my body will just shut off my shitting function when I'm you are, out mate. of it. That, I actually feel for you there. I feel for you. You feel for me? Yeah. Because I didn't get to take a shit at Fisher's Farm. <laughs> what, why? No, because, so you, like if you're in the, like the Italian countryside, you've never had to sort of use like an Italian oh, if I'm on, I'm, look, If I'm on holiday, but like, this is a genuine thing. Whenever I've been on holiday, I don't shit for the first three days. What? Mate, I, I, mate, I'm telling you. I would like, be banging I, I, up some prunes if I wasn't shitting for three days. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, I'd be well, going to breakfast and saying, you know those big bowls of fruit that you get at the buffets of prunes? I'd be yeah. taking all of them and just wolfing them down. Yeah, well, okay. Much as I'd like to follow three days of not shitting by ruining the holiday, <laughs> um, I've just sort of accepted that. But, I mean, I don't know what's going on inside me. I mean, I'm eating like normal. So what is happening? I mean, so I, how I long guess has this been going on for? Most of my adult life, I'd say. We've talked about this before, but you know if you don't shit for long enough, you get really bad breath. You get had a t- um, that's, it all gets backed up and then the shit. No, hold on. It's not, I'm not, it's not coming up back up like a sewage system, is it? <laughs> it does, yeah. If, it, if you, if does you, it? Yeah. Did yeah. I ever tell you that story about that um, a friend of a friend? And they basically, I mean, I don't know why this has got into such shit stories, but anyway. Mm. Um, I know. They got so. Bung- you know, everybody thinks this story's about you, but anyway, go on. <laughs> no, no, they got so bunged up, right, with poo, right. Yeah. They had to. Okay. They had to have like this really, really strong laxative, and yeah. The doctor said, when you have this, you have to sit in the bath because it's so strong. There's like, right. yeah. So they had to basically like give birth to this fuck because they've been bunged up for so long. They had to give birth to this shit, and their husband had to sit and like almost just hold their hand while it came out. Oh God. Honestly, <laughs> oh god! And then what did they do with it afterwards? You got to do it, chop it up or something? <laughs> well, yeah, because it came out like like Elvis's, like it was like you know what, what blocks up the sewers. It's like that kind of vibe. Yeah, but then they're in the bath, so they have to actually shower off afterwards. I mean, I don't know how. You... Well, I, I just I find it very difficult, and and like it does happen every now and again. Like, and when I'm on tour, you know, you have that pre-show. Yeah, you, yeah, the, yeah. the system kicks in, doesn't it, a little bit? Yeah. So I've managed to sort of accept that that might happen. But sometimes, if I've turned up to a tour venue and it's like a toilet that makes me uh, nervous is an exaggeration, but like, say if it's not sufficiently private or yeah, yeah. I don't know, I, whatever I, I, I can't, then I just, my body just goes, no, you're not shitting it, man. You know, I had that, Hotel, uh, hotels I'm fine at. Yeah. Cause you've got your own little, your own little sort yeah, of like sort yeah. of salvation. But it is a, it's a psychological thing. I, I had that at the comedy store on, on Monday. Please tell me you didn't think about shitting in that toilet. Fucking hell. Did that even cross? Did you shit in that toilet? No. Well, you've got the toilet in the green room, which is out. You can't shit yeah. in that. That's like you can't the most you got to go thing. To the, you got to go to the customer toilet. Yeah. And then I was like, so I got there, spoke to a couple, like Susie, spoke to some people. Then, But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I've just eaten a massive Chinese meal. Mm. And I need, like, I need to get this out. Before, so, but then by the time I went to use the sort of customer toilets, there's customers in there. Yeah. So there's people in the toilet. So when I go in, people are like, oh, I'm looking forward to the gig tonight and chat to you. And you're like, I can't do what I'm about to do here. Mm. So I, I actually had to back it up. You just stored it? I had to, yeah. Corked it? Yeah. Corked it for later. I wonder where the guy who robbed the meal shot that <laughs> night. 
He must have been in a similar situation. I've had a lot of feedback about him, by the way. Go on, talk to me. I've actually had quite a lot of people who've gone to one keys on the back of what happened and taken pictures of them wait eating at one keys. Which has been quite well, nice. Did you, did, you ever, did you ever think that you getting robbed and you telling the story was going to lead to Wonky's a little getting surge. increased custom? Yeah, I, no, I had no idea that literally... After I the way they treated you? Double my... I mean, I don't blame them, by the way, but I didn't think it would be... A lot of people do, by the way. Oh, really? Well, a lot of, well, not a lot of people don't blame them, sorry. They say that they shouldn't have charged you. But, I mean, yeah. the problem is, is that if they didn't charge you, then it... Does it set a precedent? I mean, it's quite an unusual scenario, isn't it, that somebody leaves and then goes, he's paying for... I mean... I mean, yeah, it's, it's a big well, scam. You could, the, theoretically, you could go with a mate. You could go, right, can you leave and say, I'm paying for it, and then I'm going to say, I don't know you. Yeah. I guess. But, which, is just, which is just as insane as someone coming in, seeing someone, and then being like, I'm, that's the brag that he's done, mm. which is insane in itself. Yeah. So what did you do? When did you share? I just uh, went into some services on the way home. Yeah. South Mims, nice services. Shout out everyone who works at South Mims. They keep that place incredible. So just so if people, just so because most people won't know what the comedy store dressing room's like. It's just one dressing room yeah. with like a, a sofa along one side of it, some chairs. It's quite small. Yeah. And then there's a toilet at the end of the room. If, if you shit there, oh. everyone's got, every, that dressing room's like I, I think as well, we work in such a small industry, right? If you were to do that, I think that would be your leg. It didn't make, you could rock the store every night you play. You could, you could play, you could just rock the O2 20 nights in a row. Your legacy would be you, the guy who shat. Yeah, I, but also that's that's like Glee everywhere. It's just yeah, like comedia in Brighton's like that. You everywhere like you sun? go. But do you think that's what I think? Do you think is because there's signs up in some of the toilets not to shit? I think Glee, yeah, Birmingham. But I mean, it, yeah, the, the, the that, idea that somebody would think it's okay to but someone shit must have toilet. someone must have for that sign to be up there. Yeah, definitely. And then everyone sat there backstage, just like trying to do the gig while also dealing with the fucking because there's never any windows in those places. No, but, I mean, but when you go to a gig tour show whatever and the toilet is like a good sort of walk away from the dressing room what a result yeah not so much for a tour show tour show on your own anyway so yeah yeah. but like a a gig a circuit gig if like you're sat in with four people and you go where's the toilet and they go it's just down there like like a 30 second walk down there what i mean colchester arts center or arts whatever it's called arts club whatever it is they've got their toilet by the way shout that out it's incredible yeah shout out to colchester arts center toilet yeah, it's got its own uh, own little. It's basically its own its own little micro uh, planet sort of thing. It's just so far away. Micro from planet. Yeah. Oh right, like it's like a so little sort of. It's its own. When yeah. I was a, when I was a t- when I was a teacher. Did you have to use the same toilets as the kids? No, they've got teacher toilets. Are they nicer? They they are nicer, but what I would say is where I taught, they were sort of in quite public. Oh, as in, there's a lot of there was a lot of footfall by those toilets. Do you know what I mean? So you yeah, don't. Yeah. So what you don't want is like well. You know, it's obvious what you don't want. You don't want a kid knowing you've taken a shit. But <laughs> there was a toilet that was, they built a new block and there was a staff toilet that nobody knew about. Wow, really? And every time I needed a shit, I'd go there. And it genuinely, it felt like they'd installed a personal toilet for me. No, nobody else, there were no That's signs nice. to it. I just stumbled upon it by accident. I mean, I assume there were like 25 members of staff that all thought that was their personal toilet. Yeah, but, it but it's nice fun. knowing that you've got your own little sort of, like a private beach that no one else has ever swam in yeah, that sort of thing. So it's like, you know, if I'd had a stressful lesson with year nines, I'd just pop in there for a little holiday. You know, just read a couple of bits, curl one out, head back to my, head back to my lesson and tell the kids, sorry, I've been gone for half an hour. <laughs> one of the bleakest things of my, uh, was in like this time of year, having to use a port toilet on a building site. Mm. 
it would take like literally you'd go in and it would take you about 20 minutes to get all the layers of clothing off like you're sort of mm-hmm. like fucking long johns and stuff and then you'd sit there in the cold just trying to squeeze your head it was fucking awful but then i'd managed to sort of sit there for about half an hour 45 minutes i could do most of my clerical work just sitting there pair of gloves yeah. on I, I i used i used to love just like when i was in an office job just felt like stolen time going and taking a shit. I mean, you're sort of, I'm getting paid for this. Yeah. I'm getting paid to take this shit. What a life. What a life. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like a handshake with the Lord. Yeah, after you've washed your hands, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to be going there with mucky fingers. If you're looking for plump lips at last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XE and Juvederm Ultra XE, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all gel fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit www.juvederm.com. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, should we do should we do some emails? Let's do it, my G. Here we go. I keep getting by the way, the Wolf Owl podcast email keeps getting bloody job offers. I don't know why. Not from really? like actual listeners, just like random. Uh okay. This is from um you listening, yeah? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah, I'm what, here. You, what are you up to? Just clearing yeah, up my own inbox, because when you said about I've just got loads. What's of... your what what number is your inbox on, by the way, at the moment? Uh eleven thousand four hundred and forty eight. Wow. Wow. What's yours on? Uh, 2075. Crazy. Um, I'm at a point now where it's just going to, it'll hit a million. I had to, I had to, for the first time, uh, sort out the memory on my iPhone the other day. And it's yeah, by the way, I've been upsold. What a fucking... painstaking process that is. Yeah, I've got this and it's basically at the moment, they, I don't know what's happened because I thought it had the same memory as my old one, but I had to delete loads of photos and apps and they haven't loaded up. Yeah. The little sneak that fucking sold me, it yeah. was another fucking... In the long well, as I said, uh, as we logged in, I was, I was worried that we were going to have nothing to chat about. And it turns out my fears were correct. Um, okay, this is from Anonymous. Hi, Wolf, Owl, Cat and Swan. I love your podcast. It never ceases to put a smile on my face. I'm sending out an SOS. Oh, by the way, I listened back to an edit. I do read these emails too quickly. Okay, cool. Slow down. Okay. Take your time. Hi, Wolf, Owl, Cat and the Swan. 
I love your podcast. It never ceases to put a smile on my face. I'm sending out an SOS in the hope that you can save me from my mental meltdown. This year has been incredibly different, difficult between losing my dog and my mum recently being diagnosed with cancer. In between all of this, I've been dating a guy who, to put it mildly, is an asshole. Despite this, I'm struggling to break away from him. He's always been hot and cold, gives me the silent treatment, tells me he should have gone on Love Island as he'd have won it. I mean, the list is endless. I ended things in July. However, he's crept back into my life, stating he wants us to be casual, whereby we don't owe each other anything. We enjoy the time we spend together. We don't have to message or do stuff, but can if we want to. We wouldn't get with anyone else, but we spoke to, But if we, we can speak to other people, even though I wouldn't like it if you spoke to another guy, but that's your prerogative. What the hell? For extra context, he's a 29-year-old rugby lad, lives for the boys, and hasn't had a relationship in 10 years. This broken woman needs the wise words of some sweet, sweet souls. Uh, Tommy do. Yo, uh, you don't need wise words because you've asked your own question. This guy sounds like an absolute fucking grade A weapon helmet. <laughs> sounds like the most negative like reinforcement of fucking toxic masculinity you could ever have in your life. And you're worth so much more than that. Generally, like, just listening to the, like your description of this, and I, I won't use the words I want to use because I think it, it would just completely defeat anything. It's so, he sounds an atrocious, like, atrocious human being. With everything you're going through, Everything you've you've had to fight on yourself, that's they're the moments that make if the uh, human being. And if he can't support you, if he can't be a someone for you to lean on in these times, and if he thinks it's the right way of dealing with, look, not every relationship we're going to be in is going to work. But for him to sort of come back into your life after everything that you're going through and suggest the things he's suggesting, just tell me. He's yeah. He's uh, you just don't need that in your life. It's never going to end well. It's like someone like that himself is going to have to go through a long, long process to realise that he has to change. And like, don't get me wrong, we've all been through that. Like men, women, whatever. You, you you're going to go through a time where you're going to have to grow up a little bit. But it's not your place to stay with him while he does that. You've exceeded his years when it comes to the stuff that you've been through on a personal level, and you don't need any more heartache and that's all you'll get. So like a band-aid, whip it free, whip it, whip, whip it clean and move on to your, your, you know, the, the next chapter of your life and, and, and find someone who makes you, you happy and someone who, you know, just take your time to find that, that right person and, and kiss a few frogs. And in, in, you know, if that's what you want to do, enjoy, enjoy your life a little bit and remember that, yeah, you're worth so much more. Because um, let, let me just tell you, anyone in the world who says they could have won Love Island is just, they should be sent to Love Island, but that island being an island in the remote Pacific that no one ever visits and that toxic vibe that they're giving off should just be something that they have to sit and contemplate on their own. Wow. Uh, thank you very much, Tom Davis. Just so you know, Anonymous, Tom Davis has sat back and crossed his legs because he's so pleased with what he's just said. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to tell you now, Anonymous, um, I don't often like to judge people based on, I certainly don't like to judge people on first impressions. I certainly don't like to judge people based on what I've heard about them on an email. But what I would like to say is fuck this guy so fucking hot. And I don't mean fuck this guy. I mean, fuck this guy. You need to get him out of your life. He's a fucking prick. Okay. And he's not going to do any good for you. Fuck him off immediately. Okay. You don't deserve to be treated like this. He's taken advantage of the fact that you're feeling slightly more vulnerable than you ordinarily would have done. He's a cock, okay? Uh, in my, in my, I think he's a cock. I don't know if he's definitely a cock. 
He might be. He might devote his life to charitable endeavours outside of how he's treating you, but I think it's unlikely. He sounds like a fucking prick, and you need to get rid. You are going to get somebody much better for you. He is not worth. I wouldn't even say he's worth you even getting in touch with us to talk about. He's a fucking idiot, and you need to get rid of him as soon as possible. In fact, what I would love you to do is, as you're hearing us respond to this, you send the text to go go fuck yourself. Uh, I never want to speak to you again, and then block his number with immediate effect. Fuck that guy. You know what? I, all I can think of, you know that song, Never Been To Me? That's all I can think nope. of. It. You don't know that song? No, what is it? I've been, it to, been to Greece and the Isle of Nice and I sip champagne on a yacht. Yeah, it's a good song. Okay, what's it about? It's about a woman who's finding... She's never been to her, so she's finding out who she is. Okay, fine. Yeah, do that. Find out who you are and... Listen to please, Never Been To Me. Jesus fucking Christ. Get well, you're going to listen to it at the end of the podcast. We'll put it on. Who's it by? I don't know. I have to find out. You look it up. So we can put it on as a dedication to Anonymous. Anonymous, good luck. I hope you find somebody that deserves you because this prick doesn't. Right, by someone called Charlene. Hey, lady. You lady cursing at your life. <laughs> uh, next email. Uh, maybe we actually, instead of the song, we're just playing you singing that again at the end to take us out. <laughs> Dear Wolf Al Cat and the Elegant Swan, you cannot even begin to imagine the highs and lows I went through to tuning into last week's pod, first hearing myself personified into the wolf's legendary fables. This is from Damien the Field Mouse. Was a lifetime high, but then to have my diet grossly misrepresented into what I can only describe as a gluttonous dairy junkie was frankly, my G, out of order. Like any starving mammal, I will reluctantly eat anything available to keep me alive. But if all the items on life's menu were available, I would always choose seeds and berries over the coagulated cow pus, so often wrongly attributed as the food of my people. Anyway, I am happy to let bygones be... That's not the point of the email, by the way, that was just... Uh... Anyway, I'm happy to let bygones be bygones and move swiftly on to my dilemma. About a year ago, I bagged the job of my dreams. The role involved both office-based work as well as studying for a university degree. It required me to work and study closely with another new starter. Things started well, but it soon became apparent that this other guy did not share my lifelong enthusiasm for the role, and his attendance got worse and worse as the year went on. Jumped to a week ago, and I was summoned to a meeting with HR to discuss said employee's attendance. My question is, do I tell them all that I know? which may ultimately get him the sack, or do I just keep quiet and let him continue getting away with it? I usually have to pick up all the workload during his periods of unauthorised absence, but at the same time, I do not want to be known as the company grass. Ooh. Any words of advice, greatly received as always. Keep doing you, my Gs. Yours faithfully, Damien the Fieldmouse. This is a toughie, isn't it? This is a very tough one because no one wants to be a snitch. But on that basis, what are you going to do? You're going to spend the next two or three years uh, grafting that little bit harder and, and having to work harder while he takes the plaudits uh, for it. I would say, in my experience here, a good, honest conversation needs to be had with you and him or her. Is, do you say it's a him? It's other guy, yeah. Can I just say, by the way, in this situation, I have been the other guy. I've been the person who... When I was when I was working on building sites for quite a long time. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I I used to hate do it. Like I I loathed doing what I was doing. Like so, I used to get so bored of it that I used to mm. just basically my effort was 
it became less and less and less. And the more that I could get away with not having to work too hard, the, the more I pushed the parameters of what my actual day would entail. Until one day, a guy, a friend of mine, turned around Sam and turned around to me and said, you're taking a fucking piss. Like, and actually had like quite a frank conversation about how much harder he was having to work because I, you know, and it changed my way of being around uh, here, like everyone. I, I started working hard again. I started, I sort of think I basically, through stop for myself just going I can't be bothered I actually got quite down about what I was doing day in day out and then that just had a way of it sort of like having an impact on I just thought oh fuck it I can't be bothered and actually that just then resonated across my whole life and how I treated every part of my life was just that I actually became quite so I had no sort of sense of satisfaction or any sense of sort of like me just trying to find it like pushing myself in any way and actually, if we're going back to work then and going, oh, actually, no, I need to work a little bit harder, it then pushed me to sort of do what I'm doing now, I suppose, in a sense. So actually having a conversation, and you haven't, you know, you haven't got to sort of be aggressive with it, but I think it's just almost saying, look, is everything okay? And also maybe saying, look, I've, I don't know whether this is right. Don't, you don't have to take it. I might be completely wrong, but almost saying, being quite honest and saying, look, that, you know, HR or whatever have, have noticed about your attendance. They've asked me to come and have a chat. I don't want to drop you in it, but you've put me in quite a difficult position here. And I don't know whether there's a conversation you can have that's quite open with him about where you're at that might like push him to basically turn around and say, look, I don't really like doing this for a job. Or maybe he'll turn around and say, well, actually, you know what, maybe I have been taking a piss and maybe I have to be work a little harder. Either way, I think the first chat you need to be is with you and him. Because if he doesn't want to, if he's like, well, actually, I can't be bothered, I can't be bothered, like, you know, I hate this job, then, you know, puts you in an easier position so that's what yeah. i'd do um well thank i guess thanks to frank for because that wouldn't have occurred to me but um that is great advice because i think it would have been really easy if he was like had poor attendance and it wasn't having an impact on you because then you just go well whatever let somebody else deal with that do you know what i mean it's like you know i don't think you want to be the person that rats him out but the fact that it's having an effect on you, I do think you need to have a chat with him. And often those things can be sorted out. I remember like when I was head of sixth form, you know, most kids were really great. And then you'd, you'd have kids that were like kicking off in lessons. And rather than like giving them a massive bollocking, often having a chat with them and going, do you actually want to be doing this? Because it doesn't look like you do. And it would cause them to sort of have a reflection on that and go, do you know what? I think I'm going to, I think I want to go to college or I think I want to do something else. Or I think I want to go and work and, Sometimes they've not been, you know, he might have fallen into this job for want of a real decision and he's just disengaged from it and just doing whatever he can to get by. I mean, I'm always like wary of giving this kind of advice because Tom and I are very lucky to be doing jobs that we love. And, you know, you, that makes you work hard. I mean, in, people talk about like me working hard. I, I'm not a hard worker by nature. I, I'm inherently lazy, but it just so happens that I love what I do. So that makes you do work harder at it. This guy obviously doesn't like his job. And so he's not working hard at it. So I, I do feel for him a bit. Do you know what I mean? Because that is the situation for so many people. So yeah, I think it's worth having a chat with him and, say, and saying, look, man, I'm having to pick up the slack here. If he then decides he doesn't give a shit, that you're picking up the slack, then you've got a different situation in your hands and maybe you need to think about speaking to somebody about it. But I'm hoping that he's the sort of person that realises he's taking the piss a little bit and you can get a nice resolution out of it. So uh, keep us updated. I hope it I hope it works out. Beautiful. 
Hello, Wolf, Cat and Cub, Al, Swan and Signets. Oh, that is lovely, wow, isn't it? that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, I hope you're all keeping well, and thanks as ever for the podcast. It got me through a tough few months. I recently started a new job. Perhaps didn't anticipate how hard it would be to feel connected to total strangers when working virtually. Despite having worked from home throughout the pandemic, doing so with a new team at times felt very lonely, and your sweet, sweet souls got me through. I'm now very happy in my new role. We recently got promoted after only a few months with the business. Congratulations! Uh, for some reason, Tom's decided to give you a slow clap, but I'm actually genuinely happy for it. No, no, it's a slow clap. I'm right to... That was a clap, you know, that you see at the end of the films where someone says something really profound and amazing. And oh, like, I oh, see. Oh, wow. Fuck, yeah. man. Well done. Oh, okay, cool. In, that case, I'm, in fact, I'm very sorry then. I think perhaps my fear of not having anything to say on this, Tom, has made me needlessly front-footed and aggressive, and I'd like to take the opportunity to apologise for my behaviour on this episode. Mate, you know what? You have had some amazing things to say. I think the trouble is, it's like if you are in a situation where you've gone to the beach and you're just in a pair of flip-flops and the sand's hot and you're worried about walking across the sand and burning your feet and actually taking your flip-flops off and the sand's fine. Yeah, it's a good analogy, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I write to you about an issue I'm having with my mum. I'm clinging on to the final days of my 20s. Oh, my Lord. What I wouldn't give to be back in those days, huh? Late 20s, boy. Late 20s. Yeah. Still 10 years away from losing my virginity. Uh, my <laughs> mum's early... <laughs> Um, I'm clinging on to the final days of my 20s. My mum's early 60s. She's a wonderful, loving person, has done so much for me and my older disabled brother, despite us losing our dad at a young age. I love the woman to bits and genuinely think she's an amazing mum. I have noticed, however, she's developed a habit of expecting gifts that is beginning to really grate on me. For example, when I visit home and go out to a shop, on my return, she'll say, did you get me something? Often I haven't, as it isn't, just isn't how I think. I'm more of a get-in, get-out shopper, and I end up often feeling guilty. She even occasionally will tell me that she deserves one for various things she's done, gifts she's got us recently, making me feel even worse. Of course I get a gift for Christmas and birthdays, etc., and I always try and make these thoughtful and meaningful, but I'm beginning to feel uncomfortable with the pressure to get her something when I'm out and, out, uh, out and about more generally. My husband and I have previously been quite broke, by which I mean financially fucked, and it took us a lot of time and hard work to get back on track from, so we try hard now not to spend too frivolously, which contributes to the lack of gifts. Is this something I should raise with her? In, if so, what advice would you give? Uh, advi advice on how would be more than welcome. Or do you think it's simply a matter of mismatched love languages? She is someone who does express her love through giving and will often buy my brother and I small gifts, e.g. a cake or small trinkets, even when she just does a weekly food shop, just to show she's thought of us. Do either of your families express love in a different style to you, and how do you manage this? Take care and keep being you, the anxious hedgehog. Tommy Day. Anxious hedgehog. Yo, yo, yo. Um, I think uh, my time in the, in therapy, one of the things that actually is really evident is, yeah, sort of basically your last point is there. I think that people show love in different ways, and actually I think... The situation probably with your mum is it's I think I've talked about this before, but you can have breakdowns in a relationship where someone asks you to do something and you don't do it, and basically it isn't about the thing that they're asking; it's about the fact that you're they think that you're not paying them any attention and you're not listening to them, and that's not about a bathroom window being closed or a cup that's left out on a surface. is about the fact that you're not hearing what they're saying, you're not taking their feelings into account. So it might be saying a bit bigger going on. But my school of thought would be that actually she probably just wants a little bit more attention. She probably just wants a little feeling that she's you're thinking about her. And uh, I think that, like you say, I think sometimes that comes across in gifts and that comes across in things. Like, you know, m m with my parents, I, I spent a long time 
you know, my relationship with them has always sort of been pretty decent. But then I spent a long time sort of in my twenties, I think, where I didn't necessarily call home a lot, or I'd be probably embarrassed about, you know, letting them down as a son at times. So, and not being like successful or not being, you know, so I sometimes, and I sort of drank a lot, so I didn't get in touch a lot and then realised that actually what they, what they like the most is not gifts. They like the fact that I'll call and FaceTime with Grace and, and that's the way that we touch back, you know, and, and that I take the effort, time out of my week and time out of my day to sort of give them a call a couple of times a week now and have a chat with them is the gift that they want, you know, but I think it's, it, it's just finding that, yeah, that language really that, that you can get across. And I think that probably what, what your mum was, that you talk about your new job and you talk about your partner and things going well and you've been through tough times, but these are all new things that, you know, and your life is, is, is with all of us. Your world's getting bigger and you're growing as a human being. But I think it's probably that she feels maybe that actually just, you know, she's seen you through these dark days and seen you through these amazing times. Actually, you're just making sure that you're recognising that she's still a massive part of your life is probably the thing that she sort of, she's reaching out for. Yeah, I think, uh, once again, Tom Davis has delivered some exceptional advice there. Um, I don't know if you need to raise it with her. I think, like, my mum does this as well. My mum buys gifts whenever she comes around, not for myself and Lisa, but more for the kids. And sometimes, you know, it that sits in contradiction with how we want to bring up the kids because we don't want them to be too materialistic, even though we probably have done inadvertently. But, like... Um, we don't want them thinking that you get something every time you go out or whatever. Um, but we've sort of accepted that as that's how my mum expresses her love. Do you know what I mean? But, and I think the thing is, is that you're not in a position to do that. And I think it is what you've said is, is exactly right. It's just mismatched love languages. And I think your time and the fact that you're seeing your mum is much more important. And I think that if you don't want to have a word with her because you feel like it might upset her, I think the better thing to do is just accept that she's going to, you know, like you don't have to start buying her gifts. Do the things that you think are the nice things to do. Spend time with her and just sort of, I know this is not like amazing, but like just sort of put up with the fact that she's, you just go, no, I didn't get anything. Sorry, I didn't get a chance to. And then hopefully she'll just stop asking. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like she'll realise that you're not those sort of people. Also, if that is also the thing, it's every now and again, do just get her a little cake or buy a coffee when you're out and you're going to her house or get her a little something. Yeah. Because that then it will, will, will mean a bit more. Yeah. I but I think like, you know, there's an argument that getting something every single time is, I remember like getting Lisa flowers every week for a while and thinking that I was an absolute Donny for that. And it turns out that if you just automatically order flowers to be delivered every week, it takes away a little bit of the romance. So uh, there you go. Lesson learned. Um, so, um, yeah, I think, uh, don't be too hard on yourself. This is just like, uh, it's a difference in attitude. Do you know what I mean? And actually we are living in a time now where buying things needlessly is probably something that we should all stop, be, stop doing really. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. so look, good luck with it. Your mum knows you love her. It's not a thing that's going to make her think you're not thinking of her. So, you know, try not to worry about it too much. Uh, best of luck. Yeah. I'm not really happy with my advice on that last one, but what can you do? You know um, what? I think old old Master Grumpy has <laughs> sat in a rocking chair in your head today. And actually, you know what? He could put a little sunny hat on. Yeah, I've got. Do you know what? I've got a little bit of the uh, a lot of a, a little bit of the can't do's about me today. You know what? You yeah. remind me a bit of is Michael Corleone at the end of Godfather Two. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and look yeah. what happened after that. Godfather Three, absolute fucking disaster. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to sort of hold hold our breath, bait breath on how next week's mm. podcast turns out. Of course. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, uh, time, Tom. I don't know if you get, do you get nervous when you know this is approaching? I have to put my nerves to one side and remember that we're all on a wave and that wave is crashing to the shore. Are you doing it now, sorry? Kind of. Okay, go on, <laughs> carry on then. We are all on a wave and <laughs> we're riding to the shore. But listen, guys, one of the most troublesome times of the year is putting towards us the old cold winter. And I think this winter might be a little bit colder at times than maybe we've been used to. But I want to remind everyone that alongside, you know, putting on a little bit of a warmer jacket and having to shiver whilst waiting for public transport, it's always worth saying you can always be the sunshine in somebody's day. Don't let the cold weather try and dampen your spirits because your spirit is everything. Your spirit and your sense of being decent are two of the best things that you can walk around life with. So always remember that when you see someone looking a bit low or looking a bit down, a smile and a nod or a gentle hand on the shoulder and saying, yo, buddy, you've got this, goes a long way. That's Keep really on nice. doing oh, you. Sorry. Friends, family, check in on them. And remember, suffering in silence is always something that we're all going to do. And actually the best question, a little best, best bit of sunshine that you can give someone it's just a simple question. How are you doing? Are you okay? Mm. Make sure you say that just enough. Really great advice. Really good. Really good. Thank, thank, you. thank you, Tom. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Now, um, it's time for us to play a song to go out on. Now, I was going to suggest that um, we played... Um, what was I going to suggest we played? I was going to suggest that we played from the... Lo Loyal Karna dropped his album on Thursday. Oof. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And we played a Loyal Karna song recently, but there's a song called... Um, Nobody Knows. There's another song called George Shad, but Nobody Knows is an amazing tune, so we could go with that. But let's not play that. But can I just urge you to check out the Lord Carner album because it's absolutely beautiful. It's just amazing. But Tom, could you, uh, as you did last week... <laughs> I mean, Lord Carner... <laughs> like, the, the guys, um, this is for a listener. She's one of our family. She's one of our pride. And maybe she needs this more than the rest of us. So this is Charlene, and I've never been to you. <laughs> we'll see you next time, guys. Thank you so much. We'll play Lil Kana next week. Take care of yourselves and each other. Bye-bye. My guys. I've been to Georgia and California Anywhere I could run Took the hand of a preacher man And we made love in the sun But I ran out of place If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.